Good morning. We praise God that each one of you are here today. I pray that you have had a good time in Sunday school. We just uh, praise the Lord that we have the opportunity to come and worship him now. I just got a text just a few moments ago from uh, the funeral home. Miss Becky Lynch passed away this morning. And uh, I know that some of you have worked very closely with her in recent days. But I wanted to make you aware we will have the funeral, I believe, here on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. This is all just information that I have received from the funeral home in the last 10 minutes or so. So I will know more after I talk with the family later today. Uh, Ms. LaDonna, do you have a word for the ladies' ministry, please? Carol, could you hand her a mic? Please, she's coming around the corner there. Am I now? Okay. <laughs> Our Bible study, women's Bible study, starts two weeks from Tuesday. That's the 22nd. Take Courage. It's by Jennifer Rothschild. Is that right? <laughs> and... Uh, I think it's going to be a good study. She became blind at 15 with the disease, and um, she used her life for God. She didn't get bitter, angry, and she used her life for God, and I think it will be good, um, good study on uh, how to take courage in, in our lives. Also, the books are $15. You need to get signed up Monday, I mean, Tuesday or Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock in J. Frank and Jeanette's class. Um, Thursday is 2.30. In Jay and Frank, uh, Jay, Jay and Frank <laughs> class, <laughs> you know what I mean. And uh, at six, uh, two thirty on Thursday. Uh, also, if you have friends, invite them to come. And I just think we'll have a, a good time of fellowship and, and learning God's word. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Brother Harold, you want to make any comment about GBS, right quick? Well, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Didn't expect you. Uh, really, just read your bulletin and uh, be sure to sign up. That's uh, Tuesday, a week from uh, this coming Tuesday, the 15th at 11.30, GBS. That's Glory Bound Seniors and uh, Seniors in Training also invited uh, to a covered dish dinner. And uh, Brother Hover, yeah, Tom Hover from uh, Eastside in uh, uh, Fayetteville. He's going to speak, and uh, he also does some illusion, uh, illusionist with little tricks there. So sign up and see you then. Praise God. Don't forget about the men's breakfast next Saturday. Please be here. Be a part of that. 8 o'clock, men. We'll have a great time. And get signed up so they'll know exactly how many will be here so Brother Cook can get all. We praise God for you being at services this morning. If you're a guest, please Fill out a little slip of paper. It's in the pew right in front of you. If you remember, we just praise God you're here and may the Lord bless you as you continue to support Monday Baptist Church and pray for us as we share the word this morning. And we're going to be uh, sharing a little bit about God the Holy Spirit this morning. So we ask you to be in prayer for us. I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know that he started it yet, but I think Brother Thomas is going to be sharing with the students uh, about the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
myself, I'm just going to speak upon God the Holy Spirit this day. So you pray for us as we do that. A lot of people are scared to death of God the Holy Spirit simply because they don't understand. I praise God for you being here. Another word, if you didn't see it on Facebook, you can share with folks our live stream is down for right now. It's, uh, it's broken. So we ask you to, if anyone asks you, tell them that they can listen to the messages and all on the archives. There'll be audio only, but they can listen to them there. Not live, but in the archives. So is that right, Matt? It'll be all in the archives, okay? So uh, we're working on it. We're, we're getting off getting help to come and try to help us get it back up and tell us what we need to do. So you just be in prayer. If God wants us to have it, we'll have it. If God doesn't want us to have it, that's okay too. Just whatever he wants. Again, we say thank you for being here. Will you stand with me as we pray? Lord God, we praise you and we love you. Father, we just pray that today you'll speak so clearly and so powerfully to each and every one of us concerning God the Holy Spirit. Now, Father, I pray for Becky Lynch's family. I ask you to give them peace in this time of, of sorrow and dismay within their lives. I know that it's very difficult. So, Father, give us the wisdom to minister to them in a manner in which they need to be. Father, just forgive us for we fail you. And Lord God, we pray that the Holy Spirit will move freely within our service today. And we give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Brother Harold, lead us, brother. Good morning. Remain standing. Psalms 145. It says, God is Lord. Great is the Lord and worthy of praise. Great is the Lord and worthy of praise. Great is the Lord and holy and just. By his power we trust in his love. Great is the Lord, he is faithful and true. By his mercy he proves his love. Great is the Lord and worthy glory. Great is the Lord and worthy of praise. Great is the Lord. Now lift up your voice. Now lift up your voice. Great is the Lord. Great
great, your amazing grace. Good old song. assurance Jesus is mine this is our story blessed assurance Jesus is mine oh what a fortress of glory divine heir of salvation purchase of God born of his This is my soul. 
next hymn have the ushers come forward in the last verse I like the words of this song it tells just a little bit of what God can do and who he is only a holy God let us worship who else commands all the host of heaven who else could make every king bow down who else can whisper and darkness tremble? Only a holy God. What other beauty demands such praises? What other splendor outshines the sun? What other majesty moves with justice? Only a Oh 
that chorus one more time and our choir go down at this time. Come and behold him, the one and the only. Cry out, sing holy, forever a holy God. Come and worship a holy God. Only a joy with us as we give unto the Lord God his tithes and our love offerings today. Lord God, we do praise you. We thank you that you are not a holy God, but the only holy God. And we praise you for it. Now, Father, receive unto yourself these tithes and offerings. Bless them and use them to further your kingdom. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Then seems my soul, my 
Thank you, Stephanie. Such true words. How great a God we have. The Holy Spirit, referred to in the King James more as the Holy Ghost. A lot of our newer translations refer to it as the Holy Spirit. And I, I wondered why there was that changeover. I, I'm certainly not a, a linguist nor a Greek scholar or anything else like that. And I did a little checking and I found out that because of our society and mindset, 
of recent years, in the last 50 years, maybe longer, when we refer to a ghost, they think about something of darkness. You know, ghosts and goblins. Something that's spooky. Something that's eerie. Something that is from the dark side. So they determine, those that are much knowledge or more knowledge than I have, that the Holy Spirit would be a better translation for our society today. So today we're going to look at God the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Trinity of the Godhead. It's real easy for us to think about God, God the Father, God the Son. And when you get to God the Holy Spirit, some people have a tendency to quake because they don't understand what God the Holy Spirit First of all, where did he come from? Second of all, who is he? And thirdly, what in the world did he do? And what does he still do? This morning, I would like for us, for just a few moments, to try to answer a little bit of those three questions. This is not an exhausted study, okay? Uh, I neither have the ability nor do you have the time for us to do an exhaustive study in one service. So look with me quickly to Acts, Acts chapter 1. And I want us to see, first of all, what Jesus said to his disciples and to us today. Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 4, and it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them to depart from, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Now, folks, look at that, the promise of the Father. Put that in your mind and hang on to it. We'll see it later. Which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the time nor the season which the Father has put in his own authority. Verse 8. But you shall receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name for the truth of your word. Now, Father, I pray this morning that we can truly grab hold of just a little bit 
of who God the Holy Spirit truly is and what the God the Holy Spirit does. And we give you praise for it, Father. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now then, you hang on to your place there in Acts. But over in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2 and following, let's read 1, and it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without void, was from was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. At the time of creation, at the time of creation, God the Holy Spirit was present. In other words, God the Holy Spirit was a member of the Godhead. And, and, and kind of look at it this way now. Now bear with me. Hang on. Don't, don't let this throw you. It did me a little bit. Of course, it's not hard to throw me. But we have God. Okay? We have God. Then we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Those three make up God. There's not four. There's only three. But we have God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and without any one of these three, God would be incomplete. So hold on to that idea. In the very beginning, when it was all void, God the Holy Spirit was present. God the Holy Spirit was presiding over what there was, hovering over the waters. Not only was He there then, but He was a part of all creation. In chapter 1, verse 26 of, of Genesis, it says to us, And when God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let us make man in our, plural, image. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In our image and likeness. And let them have dominion over the fishes of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God create. now I'm throwing this last verse in just because. Listen to what it says. God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him male and female. He created them. Folks, whenever God set it all into motion, regardless of what our society says today, regardless of what people want to believe, God created us in His image of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and He created male and female. I've got to tell you, I, I, I am so overwhelmed with my grandson, Jackson. You know, he, he never ceases to amaze us with some of the things he does, sometimes good, sometimes not. But anyway, he was speaking with a young lady at a 
in a meeting or something he was at, and, and he referred to her, well, as being Miss or Mrs., and, and she says, well, I don't know if I'm Mrs. or Mrs. or if I'm a him or her. And Jackson, bless his heart, in his all honesty, looked her right in the eye and says, well, what were you when you were born? And she says, well, I was a girl. He says, if God made you a girl, you still are a girl. Now, folks, listen, that's the way it is. Whether we like it or not, that's the way God intended it. That's just a sideline. We'll get back to the Holy Spirit now. <laughs> and it says he created them in our plural image. Now, we don't know what God looks like because nobody's ever seen him. We do know what Jesus looked like because God allowed him to come and walk on the face of the earth. We don't know what God the Holy Spirit looks like because He's a spirit. We've not seen Him either. So what is He talking about when He says in our image? He is talking about with the same desire to serve God as God the Father has, as God the Son has, and God the Holy Spirit has. We have that implanted within us, okay? That is their and we'll find out why it's there in a little bit. But it's it implanted within us when God created us. He is, God the Holy Spirit, a part of the creation. He is always. Never created, never made. He is always just as God is. In Luke chapter 1 verse 35, and it says, In the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Whenever we talk about, we talked about where he came from, we talked about him being a part of the Godhead, who he is. Now then, what does he do? He says, listen, when you get saved, you don't just decide all at once in one day, well, I'm going to get saved. Today's my day. I've put it off. I put Well, I, my mother and daddy have told me I need to be saved, so today I'm going to do it. Folks, listen. The Word of God tells us that God the Holy Spirit will speak to our heart in a quiet, quiet voice. It's not going to be earth-shattering. There's not going to be a great earthquake. There's not going to be anything out of the ordinary except right here in our heart. And in our heart, we will be convicted by God the Holy Spirit that we are to acknowledge that we are lost and that we are to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Luke tells us the Holy Spirit will come upon us and the power of the Most High will overshadow you now then. When is he saying this? This is what God said to Mary. We know that Mary conceived Jesus by the power of God the Holy Spirit. We know that Mary was a believer. We know that Mary was sold out to God. Even to the point where she was First, very concerned. And God said to her, don't be concerned. 
through the Holy Spirit. I guess we could say, if you would allow me the privilege of playing with words a little bit, God the Holy Spirit was a messenger. Not only was a messenger, but still is today a messenger as he speaks to us. And God, through God, through the power of God the Holy Spirit, God indwells us. The Word tells us in Luke chapter 3, verse 22, when Jesus went to John the Baptist and was baptized, and he came up out of the waters, and it says, And the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. God the Holy Spirit at that time empowered Christ Jesus, came upon him. And the word of God says, God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Folks, when you make a commitment to God, whenever you, you say, Lord God, I'm lost. Lord God, I ask you to come into my heart. Now, Jesus wasn't lost, okay? Don't go out of here and say, well, the preacher said Jesus was lost. He wasn't lost. He was being obedient and set an example for us in being baptized. But whenever, whenever God the Holy Spirit convicts our heart, we say, Lord God, forgive me, save me, and we are obedient unto God the Father by going through the baptismal waters and acknowledging dying to self, dying to sin, arising afresh with Jesus. At that point in time, I truly believe within my heart all the, all the saints in heaven Say, praise God, hallelujah. Another has been obedient unto God. Another one has become a child of the king beyond a shadow of doubt. The Holy Spirit also gives us the word of God. The word of God. In uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. Verses 20 and 21, it says, as they were moved by God the Holy Spirit. The word of God was penned as they were moved by God the Holy Spirit. Men don't just come up with these ideas. Men don't just, it's not the authority of men. It's the power and the presence of God the Holy Spirit. So he, if it wasn't for God the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't have the Word of God. We wouldn't have, just to be, real, uh, to be real point blank, we wouldn't have the Bible. We wouldn't have it at all. So the Bible is totally and completely inspired, delivered to man through God the Holy Spirit. So we know that God the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin. God the Holy Spirit indwells us and God the Holy Spirit provided us with the word of God as he convicts us that prepares us for our for the fact that we're lost I can preach until I don't have another word in me until I have no voice and I can never, never convict you of your sin. Oh, I might make you think about it a little bit, but I can't convict you. God, the Holy Spirit, convicts you of your sin because of the lack 
of your fellowship with God the Son. In John chapter 16, verses 13, the Spirit of truth has come, and He will guide you unto all truth. God the Holy Spirit of truth. In other words, God the Holy Spirit of the Godhead will come and guide you from where you are in sin to the truth of the Word. It's, it's, uh, it's beyond something that I can comprehend in my little mind how God does this. But if I could comprehend it and explain it, God wouldn't be God. God is beyond explanation. In Romans chapter 8, verse 13, it says, Live by the Spirit. You put to death the deeds of the body, and you shall live. God the Holy Spirit has convicted us. God the Holy Spirit has indwelled us. And now then, God the Holy Spirit, now it's saying, let us live by the leadership of God the Holy Spirit on an everyday basis. And if we'll do that, we'll live by truth and we shall live. Now that's not saying that we're going to live throughout all from now on. But that's saying that if you acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you will live in eternity with God forever. And I've often wondered, we have God the Father, we have God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It says when I die, I'm in the presence of, of Jesus Christ. I'm wondering in my mind, if I'm in the presence of Jesus, am I going to be in the presence of God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and God the Son, all three at the same time? I really can't say yes, and I can't say no, but I sure look forward to it, whatever it is. It doesn't matter to me what it is, because it says, as long as I acknowledge the power of God the Holy Spirit in His presence. Ephesians chapter 4. Something else God the Holy Spirit does. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. But when you were sealed for the day of redemption. God the Holy Spirit, when you're saved, sealed you. I don't know how many times I have heard that passage preached on from the standpoint of knowing that you know once God the Holy Spirit's convicted you, once you have confessed your sins, once you've accepted Jesus, once you've followed Him in a scriptural baptism and been obedient to Him, God, through all of this, God the Holy Spirit has sealed you until Jesus comes again. Now listen, folks, to seal you is to say He has put God's promise on you. And like we said the other night, God cannot lie. God cannot lie. And God says, when you're sealed, you're mine. When you're mine, nothing can take you out of my hand. Not even yourself can you take yourself out of God's hand. Once you're there, you're there. Why? Because God the Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity, has sealed you until Jesus comes again. 
it's so important that we realize the job, the benefit, what God the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Every day, the Word says we're to walk with Him. We're sealed with God's promise. It's given to us by God the Holy Spirit. All of this happens because Jesus told His disciples God the Holy Spirit will come and indwell you in Jacks in Acts chapter 1. He says, listen again, to receive the promise, the truth of the Father. Don't be afraid of God the Holy Spirit. It's not something that's mystical. It's not something that is way out from the dark ages. God the Holy Spirit is all light with God. God the Holy Spirit is all love with God. God the Holy Spirit was promised to us when Jesus ascended. He says, I will send unto you a comforter. I will send unto you one that will comfort you beyond anything you imagine, not with the peace of this world, but the peace of God. God the Holy Spirit is that one that ministers to us on an everyday basis. Every moment of every day, he ministers to us. Now I ask this question, who is us? Who is us? Us is the people of the world. You say, well, I thought God the Holy Spirit just presides within Christians. Oh, he does. But God the Holy Spirit ministers to the whole world by convicting their hearts of sin, by convicting them that they need to know Jesus, His Lord and Savior. God the Holy Spirit is not put in a little box. He's not put in this form. He's not put in a building like this. He resides in Christians' lives, but He is within the universe convicting people of their sins. Who is us? All the people of the world. Where does God reside? In those that acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There's a difference between where God the Holy Spirit has dominion and where He resides. He resides right here. He's just like God. He has dominion over all. God the Father. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, make up God. This morning I say to you, has God the Holy Spirit spoken to your heart? You see, He speaks to our heart about salvation, sin. He speaks to our heart about complete commitment and dedication to Him. He speaks to our heart about a calling under the ministry, whether it be a preacher or a minister of music or youth or teacher, whatever. But that calling comes from God, 
through God the Holy Spirit to each one of us. Is God speaking to you today through God the Holy Spirit? He can be saying to you, I need to be saved. I need to have my sins forgiven. He can be speaking to you today and saying, I'm saved, but I've not walked. I'm not walking the life that I should be walking. And I need to get it right with God. He could be speaking to you today and saying, I need to fulfill the calling that he's placed on my heart. Possibly to follow him in baptism, possibly to join the church, possibly a calling to be a pastor, a preacher, an evangelist, a teacher, possibly just to be a good parent or grandparent in a godly manner to raise their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren even in the knowledge of God. What's God the Holy Spirit saying to you today? How is he speaking to you? Are we ready? As God's disciples were. To be obedient to Jesus. And go in to that quiet room. And wait and receive and respond to the moving of God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is not mystical, it's not something for us to be afraid of, it's something that we should welcome into our lives immediately. Because he represents the third party of God. So this morning, I say, are you willing to be like those disciples? And the word says that you will go in and Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other parts of the world. How in the power and the presence of God the Holy Spirit in your life. The truth of God is implanted in us through God, the Holy Spirit. This morning, this morning, as simple a little message as this has been about the Holy Spirit, it can change your life. It can totally change your outlook. It can take all of the crud of this world that is weighing us down and we can accept the power and the presence of God the Holy Spirit in our lives. And if we'll do that, we will enjoy 
the peace and the promise of truth from God. But it's up to you. It's up to you. We continue, we can continue to flounder in our society today. Or we can grow strong and have peace in our hearts through the power and the presence of allowing God the Holy Spirit to take charge. If you remember, Mary says, how can this be? The angel said, by the overshadowing of the Godhead through God the Holy Spirit. How can we accomplish those things? Through the power of the Godhead, through God the Holy Spirit in our hearts, in our lives. But you have to let it happen. You remember? The disciples went and waited. Mary said, so let it be. What are you going to say today? What are you going to say today? Let it be according to God. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Or, I'm going to continue to run my life. I want to be like the world. And folks, there is no peace in the world. It's all turmoil. Oh, it may be fun for a season, but it'll come to a screeching halt. But through God the Holy Spirit, you have the truth and the peace of God that lasts throughout all eternity. Father, we thank you and we praise your name that you bless in such a mighty, mighty way. I thank you, Lord God, that this morning, this very morning, Father, that there's those that need to just say, Father, I've, I've kind of shut out God the Holy Spirit, and I want to release Him this morning. I want Him to move in my heart. I want Him to work in my life. I want Him to have full effect on my life. And Lord God, I want to carry out the promise that you have, have asked me to carry out and the assignment. So Father, we ask you this morning, please speak into the hearts. Folks, let us, Father, just let the folks move in a way that God the Holy Spirit leads them. Let them be in tune with God the Holy Spirit. And we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Will you stand with us? Brother Harold, you come on. Don't wait. Don't tarry. Come on to Jesus. Let God the Holy Spirit have his way today. Come on to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. Don't wait. Don't tarry. Come on. Only trust him. Only trust him.
not asking you to trust me, not asking you to trust the church. Just trust Jesus. Trust him right now. to Jesus right now. Praise God for each one that are here. You have all the announcements in the bulletin. You've seen them up on the screen. Please be where you need to be, when you need to be there. Don't miss out on what God has going on. And we praise the Lord for each and every one of you being here. Brother Steve Munson, would you dismiss us please this morning, brother? Amen.